Hey, Firebranding fam. It is so good to be back uh, doing the doing the podcast. And uh, it's been a while since I put anything out. Uh, but just we got busy with the uh, church plant and uh, just growing here in Lawrence. And we've been in, man, we've been in a revival since right about Christmas time. Pretty much the whole year, we've been doing extended meetings. We had a stretch where we were uh, going for almost three, four weeks. And then we just finished a powerful Pentecost weekend with a, a good friend of mine, Josh Radford, who the Revival Rise Ministries. And so I uh, I thought, man, the Lord's been dealing with me about getting this content back out there. Uh, and so I've been, I've been working on it. I've been working on content and just been working behind the scenes, trying to get some stuff ready. Uh, and ready to go since uh, since we did our anointed e course, and uh, so I'm getting another another one of those planned and, and primed up. We're going to uh, we're going to be launching something called uh, Shook, and it's uh, it's going to be really exciting. I'm not going to tell you too much about it right now, but we're going to have some merch coming out with it and. Uh, we believe that right now everything that can be shaken is being shaken by the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we're looking for a fire-branded uh, nation to uh, to go and be a part of that shaking. And so, so we're going to be launching something called Shook. But uh, I don't want to go into too much detail now. Really, uh, for the next two or three episodes, we're going to see how far we get. We're just going to we're just going to hit record and, and go after it here. But yeah. Uh, there was something that I want to talk about that I believe is super important right now in our culture, in church culture, and that's the revival culture. Because revival culture, that can mean a lot of different things depending on what you're talking about. It can be good. It can be have negative spots. It can have, you know, different interpretations of what revival means. And so we're going to dig into it. We're going to talk about revival culture. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, we're going to talk about things that I get asked as a pastor and as someone who travels contending for revival. And, uh, and of course, Josh here is a revivalist. He's an evangelist, prophet, pastor, brother, whatever you want to call him, answer to it. Uh, but, uh, but for real, he's been laboring uh, and contending for revival for over 20 years in ministry. And, uh, and he has been impactful to Christy and I, and really a big part of why firebranding is even a thing is because of what he's poured to us in, in, in the realm of revival. So it's an honor to have you here and just to be here. So before we dig too deep, just greet everybody, tell a little bit hey. about revival, what's happening. America. I'm so glad to be here. You know what's happening around America is that there is a hunger for the move of God, the genuine move of God. There's a hunger for it everywhere we go. People are so hungry. They want some. They want. They want an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. They don't want churches normal, churches usual, religious type of things. They 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 want something real. That's that 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 is full of the fire of God. And as ministers and uh, preachers of the gospel, uh, we need that's what we need to be bringing to people. That's what we need to be bringing in full force. And so I'm so glad to be on this podcast yeah. today, Revival Culture, uh, that you're talking about. And um, 
And, uh, you know, we'll tell them at the end where they can get in touch with us. But, uh, but yeah, we, sure. like you said, we've been contending for over 20 years. Actually, it makes this year makes 30 years oh, in really? ministry. Wow. And, um, and so uh, I got touched with the fire of God back in 1996. Oh, and wow. I've never been okay. the same since. And uh, so... So, so we, that that's what our goal is just to, uh, you know, just to revive the church, yeah. reach the lost, uh, and have people encounter the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, you said something there. You know, we're going to kind of loose format this. Yeah. And we're going to jump into some different places. But, but I'm just going to start. I was going to start with something, but you said something. You said you got touched by the fire in 1996. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell us just a little bit about that and the importance of that initial contact with like being touched. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I was, I was a, uh, a youth pastor and I was going after God and I was, uh, you know, uh, but, but the church that I was at and, and, and me too, we were kind of, uh, you know, going through the motions, you yeah. know, going through the motions. I was spirit filled. I loved the Lord. I wanted to see God move. I wanted to get, see God move, but, 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 but it had become a, uh, uh, kind of old, a little bit stale, you know, yeah. in the, in, in, in the youth ministry. And we were kind of, there wasn't the, the, the presence of God and that strong, uh, moving of the Holy Spirit in, in the church, in our youth services or anything like that. And I remember God really apprehended me. He introduced me to somebody uh, that was also a revivalist. You wouldn't know the name of the person at all, but they had they'd come and they'd done a youth conference at a local church that was just up the road from me. And I got invited to it. We took our whole youth ministry and, uh, and, and we were really touched by that. There was something on this group and, uh, and, and from, from a distance, you know, I didn't have a relationship with them or anything from a distance. I said, man, I want that fire. Mm -hmm. I yeah. want that fire. There's yeah. something, what I have, even though I have the Holy Spirit, what I have and what they have are two different it things. It's different, right? There's two yeah, different things. Different. And, you know, uh, the old saints used to talk about being saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And, um, and, and really, when 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 they when they were talking about sanctified, they meant that kind of moment of consecration to God, yeah. that being set apart to God. And uh, and and really, I, I I just I kind of you know obviously I got saved and I got filled with the Holy Spirit, and then I kind of just got into this religious flow, yeah. just 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 the routine of church. And um, what I was missing was that consecration. What I was right. missing was that being set apart with God and and going deeper with the Lord. There's so much to uh, to receive and experience with God when it comes to the power of the Holy yeah. Spirit. And um, so I, I, I said, man, I got to have that. I got to have that. And I started getting that hunger and that craving for that moving of the Holy Spirit in my my personal life, and I knew what I had wasn't ever, wasn't everything. I knew there was more, and uh, and so I just started craving at it. and And the Lord just apprehended me. He said, He He, he said to me, "You you've got to make a decision yeah. that you're not going to live a normal Christian life anymore. You got to make a decision." that you're not going to have one foot in and one foot out. you got to make a decision that you personally are not going to be lukewarm. And uh, and so I made that decision with the Lord 
and he sent me on about a seven-day journey. Thank God I'm not too hard-headed. <laughs> he didn't take me seven years, but it was about a seven-day journey of, of prayer and seeking God. And really, at the end of that seven-day journey, uh, it was a Sunday night for our youth service. I just got around in that circle, and I could feel there was something different that was going on with me. Yeah. And I got around in that circle before the service with our youth leaders, and and I just said, Lord, bless this service. And as soon as I said that, the, it was like liquid fire came from heaven all over me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. And that liquid fire just went through me and my whole body became electrified. Yeah. I'd never experienced anything like that before. But that what, I, what was happening to me, the Holy Spirit was encountering me. Right. And, and I was going to a place with God that I'd never been. And my whole body was electrified. Actually, I fell out into the, I couldn't stand up. And I fell on the stage yeah. that we had. And uh, I remember the praise and worship leader, he, he, thought he, he thought I was having a heart attack. He thought that I was having some sort of medical situation. And uh, he, he was going to call 911, but, 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 but I, I kind of got up and I was like, no, something's happening to me. Power of God's on me. And, uh, and the only thing I could think of is my hands are hot. Yeah. I, I need to release something. And uh, that wasn't normal for us back then. But I laid my hands on all the leaders and the power of God started hitting them. And we hadn't even opened the doors yeah. for the young people to come into the youth service. And, uh, and so I finally realized that, and I don't know what the time was or anything like that, but I finally realized, hey, we need to start youth service. And so I said, just pick these people up and just <laughs> lay them down on the chairs and, um, and we'll start youth service. And that started, I, I don't really remember what happened that night. Right, I have no right, recollection right. of what happened that night, but that I can feel the anointing on me as I'm just talking about that. <laughs> but that started a two year move of the spirit of God, where we started doing big youth conferences and people would come from all over to receive the fire of God. But I went somewhere with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I had my own personal Pentecost where that fire got on me. And, uh, and that started my, my journey with yeah. revival and the move of God. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a, I love that story. We, uh, we need more stories like that in people, you know, which is, which is what you try to bring to churches and, and conferences. Well, there's another level for you to go. Yeah. There's another place for you to go. I mean, you were raised, you were raised in good assembly of God, church and spirit filled, mm -hmm. but there came a point where you hit a brick wall. Right. You know what I mean? And you're like, hey, there's, there's something more. I know this, what I'm doing right now, this routine that I'm in, because that's what you get into when you, when you don't know what to do, you kind of just fall back into the right. routine yeah, of church. Yep. It's not bad. It's good. You're living for God. You're helping people. You do, but there's so much more that God has that's tangible, yeah. that's tasted. It, 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 it's it's that it's breaking into that supernatural realm yeah. of God, where there is so much more that you can obtain, you can have mm -hmm. with the Lord. And uh, so you know what that's like, right? You know? Absolutely. But you've got you know, to feel into that type of routine. I feel bad for. Uh, Man, people that haven't had encounters like that. Yeah. You know, it's like, and, and lots of good people that love the Lord and they like serve God, but maybe they haven't been exposed to or probably teaching or, you know, just whatever various reasons different people haven't, which and, is and, why. And I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm going to. But, but, but that's, but thank God 
You know, a lot of people say, well, where is that in the Bible? Well, everybody, all the disciples had yeah, that encounter. Yeah, yeah. 120 of them had that encounter on at the upper room. Right. That was an encounter. Yeah, absolutely. That was something different from Jesus teaching them uh-huh. for three and a half years, Jesus breathing on them and uh-huh. receiving the Holy Spirit. Uh, it was something totally different, you know, what happened. And, uh, and so it, 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 they had that encounter. And then everybody else that came along, like the Apostle Paul, had an encounter with God. Yeah. Had a powerful encounter with God. Absolutely. He was in a religious further, 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 or whatever that word is. But <laughs> he, 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 was, he was religious. He was a Pharisee. He wasn't some, some uh, crazy guy. Yeah. He was a Pharisee. He right. was trying to protect the old covenant. Right, exactly. He was trying to protect the yeah. ways of Moses and so forth, and thought this new upstart church from you know from the upper room with all they, he thought they were a cult and that yeah. was crazy. But Jesus appeared to him because I believe he was hungry. Yeah, he was hungry for what was real. Yeah, he and, wanted the truth. Yeah, and yeah. Jesus appeared to him. He had all the Old Testament right. But he didn't understand what Jesus brought with the Holy yeah. Spirit. And he was three days blind because of the glory of God. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. The, uh, so encountering the Holy Spirit is real. And absolutely. Everybody, everybody in, uh, in, in the New Testament church uh, encountered the Holy Spirit. All the disciples encountered the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So it's real. It's real. It's, yeah. it's real. And Paul continued to encounter the Holy Spirit. John encountered the encountered the Holy Spirit. There's a whole book of Acts about the encounters with yeah. God that many of these that, that all of yeah. these disciples yeah. were having. And uh, I mean, even Cornelius encountered the Holy right. Spirit. I mean, it's, it's, it's all through the whole entire uh, book of Acts. Yeah. And so we have to go over. We have to go. We, we have to go with what the Word of God says, right, exactly. not with what uh, might be acceptable to man. Right, right, yeah, right. exactly. Which so, leads us into revival culture yeah. because, you know, depending on who you're talking to, revival culture could be good, it could be bad. You know, some people think that, you know, you know, just trying to keep people hyped up or, you know, revival culture isn't sustainable. Right. Or, you know, and then and then you do have nuances of revival culture that definitely gives off a bad aura. You know, right. uh, but but the truth is, when you talk about revival culture, let me just back up. Let me ask you this question: When I say revival culture, what comes to your mind? It, it, it a a group of people, a group of believers that are uh, that that are flowing in the life of God. Yeah, that's really what what revival culture is all about. I mean, re- revival culture is that we're we're pushing forward. We're fully experiencing everything, and we're fully open to everything that the Holy Spirit has. Mm-hmm. All the nine gifts of the yeah. Spirit, all the what was all the things that were in uh, Mark chapter sixteen, where where we lay hands on the six, cast out devils, uh-huh. speak with new tongues. Everything. We're open to everything. That's what revival, what I like to say, revival reveals. Religion conceals. Mm -hmm. So everything is open. Everything is open. A revival is open to everything God has for us. The full, that's why they call them full gospel. Full gospel, right. Full gospel. Everything. Everything. We're open to everything. And, um, 
And that's that's the culture of this church that I know that we're at right here. Right. You're yeah. open. Whatever yeah. God wants, you're open to. Yeah, you're absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, really I I think where the where people get disconnected is we've made revival an event. Yeah. When actually what what revival is is just being the church as God intended. Yeah, is what I think of. Revival, I think you know, revival is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's a it, lifestyle. It's it's bringing dead things to life. It's reviving that. You know. Right. So and so, if we as a church operate, you know, within a you know a model of the book of the first church, yeah, we're gonna see you know people being restored. We're gonna see people being saved. We're gonna see miracles, signs, wonders. Yeah. We're gonna see. Uh, the work of the Holy Spirit in people's life. We're going to see generosity. We're going to see blessing. Mm -hmm. We're going to see mm -hmm. hunger. We're going to see all the things that revival culture produces. Right. We're going to see if we're just trying to be like the first church. Mm -hmm. uh, I think where people get disconnected a little bit sometimes is, you know, uh, a lot of revival culture groups and a lot of, you know, you have so many different streams out there. It's kind of where I'm going with this. Yeah. And, and a lot of times these streams will make, you know, they'll make like the key to revival a particular thing. Right, you know? right, right. And, you know, whether it's, it can be anything. You know, it can be, you know, you know, it's not a revival if there's not a tongue and interpretation. Or it's right. not a revival if there's not a prophetic. Or it's not a revival if, you know, somebody's not being saved. It's not a revival if, you know, people aren't, you know, just fill in the blank, right? Right. And and I think that when, when the world that's not used to this culture sees things like that, mm -hmm. it it can kind of, you know, it kind of gives off a, you know, it it's not as pure to them. Like, it doesn't seem. And so, to me, when I think about revival culture, I think we're going to do everything that God wants to do everything the Holy Spirit wants to do. Uh, and we're going to be open to his leading no matter what it is. And we want all of those things. And the beauty of it is, is all of those things. We want all of those things that are, that are foundational to the word of God. Yeah. And I think that's where some people get off a little bit in revival culture is they start pressing in so much for the supernatural. that if you don't keep the balance in the word, Mm -hmm. And you don't keep the foundation of the word mm -hmm. as the foundation, you know, that's where you get in like some of these odd groups right. and some of these goofy spiritual groups that give revival culture a bad name. Yeah. And so I know for us here at Freedom Church and just firebranded, like when you listen to us talk and you listen to some of the things that we say, you know, like like our mandate here at Firebrand is to raise up and raise up a firebranded generation to shape the nations of the world mm -hmm. with the power administration of the gospel yeah. of Jesus Christ. We want to lead people into an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, here at Freedom Church, where we're a pastor and we plan this church, you know, we're, man, we're, we're having corporate prayer in tongues. We're, we're having prophetic words, words of knowledge. We're seeing the nine gifts of spirit in operation. We're bringing in evangelists. We're bringing in the apostolic. We're bringing in, you know, we're laying hands on the sick. We're seeing, we're seeing all of these things. But the other thing that you will see here is we put a premium on the preaching of the word. Yeah. 
And, and I think to me, that's one of the like keys to sustaining revival culture. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can't find it in the word, then it's not for us. Exactly. It's not, yes. exactly. Yes. You can't, you can't, you know, one of the, you know, you, you don't want to, you don't want somebody preaching to you. They know it's like, well, I can't find this in scripture. I can't find this in the word. So, you know, yeah. I, right. I, right. That's not, I don't really want to go down that street. It's, yeah. it's founded in the word of God. The word of God is your foundation. But again, how do you, how do you experience the word of God by the Holy Spirit. Yes. I like yes. to say the Holy Spirit yes. is your spiritual taste buds. Yes. You really can't taste and get into the word of God without the spirit of God. And the word right. and the spirit have to flow together, have to work together. Yeah. There's no dividing the word and spirit. You don't divide oh. them up. They are together and they flow together. So everything that's done in the Holy Ghost has a foundation in the word. And everything that's in the word can be tasted and done by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And so they work together. That's how it is. Yeah. That's how it works. Where you get goofy is you start just relying on some vision that you have. Yeah. You know, that's how cults start. Yeah. You know, Joseph Smith, the Mormons had right. a vision of an angel right. that told him to preach another gospel. Yeah. I mean, that's how a cult, uh, Muhammad had some sort of vision of an angel, right? Right. right. And, and so all these cults get started like that. And, um, uh, uh, but when there's no foundation on the word of God, glory to God. Yeah, absolutely. And so revival culture not needs to be founded on the word of God. It needs and, to be it needs to be uh, totally backed up with scripture. You know, whenever, whenever, especially when I'm going to minister on something supernatural, I might tell a story. I might I might share an experience that I might have had, but I'll always bring it back to the word. To what the word says. And whenever I have an encounter with God, which I don't have encounters every single day with the Lord, but whenever I have an encounter or a vision or a dream or something, I always find the scripture on it. There'll always be a scripture, a scripture on it. So, you know, as long as what you're doing is founded in those things, you're gonna be you you you're gonna be okay. Yeah, and you know, when you think about the word, you're talking about the word and the spirit can't be divided. Right. You know, I was thinking about it just brought to mind if we want to talk about some scripture here, uh, for just a minute. In John one, John one one, it tells us in the beginning was the word, uh, and the word was with God, and the word was God, right? Mm-hmm. Uh he drops down and he tells us that the word became flesh and dwelt among mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Uh and and then it says, not only did it say his word became flesh and dwelt among us, it says we we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And then Jesus tells his in John chapter 16, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus tells his disciples, uh, he said that he's talking about the promise of the Father, that it's expedient to go away, but the but this Holy Spirit is coming. And he says, you do not know him, but you will know him, mm. right? Yeah. yeah. He says, you will know him Come on. because you know me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he says, he tells them, I'm paraphrasing here, but he says, the one you know now mm-hmm. will be in you, Yeah. right? Yeah. So we see in scripture that Jesus Really, he is the fullness. He's the word. He became flesh. Yeah. 
and then he dwells within us through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You can't divide that. No. It's no. one. Yeah. The word, the spirit, and Jesus. I want to I want to run a couple different places, but I'm gonna to try to refrain because we're gonna catch that in just a little bit. But but uh the word and the spirit, they work in unison to produce something that empowers us to to really live something that we call revival culture, something that's sustainable. Yeah. I like to say it this way. The deeper you go into the supernatural realm, mm-hmm. the stronger your foundation needs to be in the word of God. Yeah. That's that's where you need to be. Yeah. And, and, and that's what we're saying here. As we talk about revival culture, as we talk about the move move of God, we want to tell we want to we want to have a firm foundation. There's a book, there's a chapter, and there's a verse for it. Yeah, absolutely. I remember one time I was at a church and they were, you know, they they got a little upset about the revival because people uh-huh. were getting set free and some crazy things were <laughs> coming out. People were confessing all times yeah, of crazy yeah. things. So and, and uh, they were getting a little upset about it. You know, some some of the religious ones, and uh, they want to have a meeting with me. Yeah. And the meeting, they, they wanted me to admit that I had no idea what I was doing, and we have no idea what God does, and God just sovereignly kind of moves sometimes, but we have no idea what he's doing. And I said, I'm not going to make I don't travel around the country and have no idea what God. I'm doing. It's founded in the Word of God. Right. And so, yeah. and, and, uh, and, and so this is not coming from nowhere or some idea out of our head. Revival is real. We're going to live in it. We're going to breathe. We're going to live it. We're going to breathe it. We're going to move in it in the name yeah, of Jesus. Absolutely.